What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the program on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow uh, our social pages on Facebook and uh, Twitter slash X, whatever they're calling it these days. Um, great to be back with you folks. Got a special uh, weekend edition to Guest Friday. Uh, Sean Montgomery's back. We're talking bees. Uh, Monty, it's great to have you back. Yeah, great to be back on the pod. I, I don't think we've done this since maybe I think we did a preseason. Um we did a preseason pod, but so I haven't been on for a couple months now. So happy to be back and talk some talk some Bruins today. Yeah, yeah, super psyched to to get into it. It's been a pretty interesting season, I think. Um I think for a lot of us kind of a season that we didn't really expect. That I think they uh for the most part I think have done better than I think any any anyone could could have thought. Yeah, no, it's it's hilarious. I feel like I see on Twitter, just like all the memes now. It's like the Bruins draft in the seventh round, some random guy, and he ends up putting up a hundred points in the NHL season. Like they all, every single player on the team has just played way above expectations, and um, I, I'm thoroughly surprised. Obviously, happy with what's going on um but you know it is it is pretty crazy that you have like the top six of this team should not be you know if you looked at it on paper you would not think that this would they would be second in the atlantic right now so um yeah they played really well yeah yeah absolutely i think um goaltending too goaltending has been i mean i think that's the key yeah. but like the goaltending has been phenomenal this year so I think that's definitely definitely an accurate assessment. I think that they've put guys in the top six and they've or they've put certain guys into the top six and they played really well. And yeah. Some guys I think having career years. I think, you know, Coyle and Frederick and Geeky <laughs> in particular, you know, those three guys I think have had great years. You know, Frederick, I think a lot of people thought that okay, last year was a career year and he's showing that obviously he's greatly improved, you know, Geeky's, you know, had a hat trick the other night. He's playing really well. Yeah, so good. Coyle's got 50 points and, you know, it's uh, been a great year for those guys and they found guys like Heinen and Van Riemsdyk and they've been really good. Yeah. I mean, Van, Van's Riemsdyk, especially too, he has been, I don't know how many points he's at. He's probably at like 30 ish now, right? Like somewhere around 37, that. 37 right yeah, now. Yeah. Almost at 40 points. Like that's, crazy and and yeah. like coil too um you know like in our personal personal talks that i'm not that i'm a coil hater but i've always thought that he's like a little bit overpaid and mm-hmm. um you know i feel like when we did pay him he was trending down it was like oh he reached the peak of his career in minnesota and I'm not gonna get anything better uh than like you know 48 points or 50 points whatever his career high was before this yeah and it's like it's insane to see him this year just playing phenomenal. And and like you said, he too, who another guy, um, I honestly think he has, he has a good amount of upside. He's like relatively young, like maybe not NHL young, just cause NHL young is like 21 now, but uh, mm-hmm. he's like a 99 birth year, I think, or something like that. Like he's fairly young. Um, yeah. So, you know, if he could be like a third, like slot in, as like a third line guy for us, like I, in the future, I think he's like definitely earned, um, you know, earned his playing time and earned a contract for sure. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. I think that he's definitely become another guy in those in that long line of like bottom middle six guys that yeah they have a great track record with signing guys like that and they've performed really well and I think that he's kind of just the 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 latest in that kind of line of all, all those players. Yeah, it rem- it honestly reminds me of Vegas when they first came in the league and mm. it was sort of like, you know, they put the team together and on paper everyone was like, yeah, this team's going to, you know, they don't look that great. I think a lot of people thought they weren't going to make playoffs and all that mm. and all that stuff. Um and it's just like I I guess there is some there is some va- like value in just having a bunch of good third line guys, like who would be third line guys on most teams. And, you know, you give them a little bit of extra ice time and they seem to produce, you know, when you do that. So it's, I think it's, I think it's just a balance of like, obviously you have Pasta and and Marshawn who are world-class hockey players and definitely top six forwards, Mm -hmm. but um, just really solid hockey players throughout the lineup. And I think, you know, over the course of a long season, especially like something like playoffs where it's really like your third line wins series. I've always been a big believer. And it's like, you can shut down like a top, like we saw it with the Bruins for years that mm-hmm. the perfection line would get shut down. Um, like the, you know, Krejci's line would get shut down in the playoff series. And it's like, there's no more offense left. Yeah. Um, and that's why I, I'm pretty hopeful going into sort of this home stretch and then into, into the playoffs that, We'll have some depth scoring through the playoffs, which is so key to winning series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, I think, you know, it's been a pretty good season for them so far. I mean, I think recently there's been a little bit of slippage. I think that clearly yeah, some losses, some stuff that's not, you know, going their way. And I think it is kind of interesting timing that, you know, here we are about a week out from the trade deadline and it's kind of like, okay, you know, it's kind of hard to, for me, I feel like this year it's hard to have expectations about the deadline because here they are, they're kind of overachieving and here they are also not having a lot of cap space and not really having a lot to deal. I think just with the years in a row that they've dealt first round picks. Yeah. Like they don't really have a lot of, ability to kind of like make a big move like they did here when they made those big moves yeah no it's it's so true and I think what what the toughest position that the front office is in right now is that this was supposed to be like a they were calling it a bridge year or whatever like we didn't expect them to be in a position to actually run make a run for the cup and Mm -hmm. so that sort of like puts them in a tough situation because it seemed like the whole thing this year was to give the young kids sort of, you know, give the young kids a chance. You had Beecher up in the beginning of the year, obviously Poitras made it. And um, we've seen like Lorai has had like a decent amount of time up and up with the big team. Um, and even like Merkelov and stuff like that has got yeah. a few games. So it was that sort of like, Oh, let's give the kids a chance. And now it's like, Ooh, we actually might be able to make a run at this, but you're right. Like, zero cap space i think it's like fifty five thousand dollars right now so so you you're if we want to make a move it's trading someone and like the only piece that i really think like i don't think you can trade coil this year um Mm -hmm. i i I just don't think you can the only 
player that I think is other like in the forwards at least is is probably DeBrusque is like the only piece that I really think would get you something of value. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't really like I'm trying to think of who you would move on from. Right. Like I don't think there's anyone like I, you're not getting anyone for Morgan Geeky. Like you're not gonna get anyone for that. Um maybe on the back end, I'm trying to think of like Grizz probably isn't bringing in, in, in any big fishes. Like nothing that would actually help them in the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. There is some pieces out there. Like I was thinking guys sort of sort of like Jordan Everly mm. gonna be a UFA and yeah. he's a little bit older and it would definitely be a rental uh rental. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's not a lot of pieces that we have that would get us a return that would really make an impact. So yeah, it, it might be a tricky situation at the deadline. I'm sure there's going to be talks and stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, unless you want to dip into the farm system and it's like, you know, you have Lysel down there mm-hmm. who for some reason hasn't gotten a shot, yeah. the, you know, with the top, with the, with the big team. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's an interesting situation they're in this year. Different from the past, like, 10 years, I, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think not having the wiggle room doesn't really give them a chance to be able to kind of do what they want. It's kind of like, okay, you look at some of the things that you have. Like, I think basically at this point, like, they're probably not going to be able to upgrade. They mm-hmm. might be able to, like, switch out a player for a player and see if any if, if it's anything different you know if they swap out DeBrusque for another forward it's like okay see what this new person can do you know you swap out Grizzlick for another defenseman it's basically like oh, okay you see what you know maybe you can get but it's not like you're gonna do what you did last year and get Bertuzzi for yeah picks and it's like okay this guy is a huge upgrade you know yeah. so I think it's yeah, no, that's why I I think you'd have to go like the only yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking too. It would be I mean, it would just be trying to shop around a brusque. Uh, yeah. That's what I think you would do. Like the best move this for the trade deadline would just shop around a brusque. Mm-hmm. And if there's nothing that's going to be substantial. Like I don't know how many I mean, we've given up so many draft picks. I don't really know what we have for draft picks. For the upcoming years, like I feel like we've just been dealing draft picks for the past like five trade deadlines, right? Um, but like if you, I like the only reason I think Jordan Everly is like a really great player to go after is because a he he's someone that is going to be good in the playoffs. Like that's yeah. his style of game. Even mm-hmm. though he's like a smaller guy, he's definitely a little bit gritty. Um, he's older, so Seattle might be wanting to move on from that contract and not resigning him. Uh, just because he's gonna be somewhat expensive, like right. he's got, I think he's at like 0.75 points per game or something like that this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what he's what he's at, but mm-hmm. it's it, you know he's having like a decent year. Um, but I don't know if DeBrusque even gets that return, which is mm-hmm. sort of you know the the issue I guess yeah. here, and that's why it seems like their hands are a little bit tied. Yeah. And in all honesty, like not would not touch the goalies. Like I I see that rumor all the time. Yeah. Like Hallmark, like trade him. Yeah, I think oh, that's no. a like, good idea. So stupid. The uh, the success is coming from 
the goal the goaltenders being the two best goaltenders in the in the league. Like mm-hmm. that tandem is unbelievable. And that's gonna win you games in the playoffs. Like the only cup that we have in the past forty years is from Tim Thomas. Like yeah. the whole reason we won that's right. that series Tim Thomas, right? Like mm-hmm. um you know, he. I think he shut out the Canucks during that series. I was like, I'm forgetting now. But either way, like goaltenders yeah. win you series. Goaltenders win you games. Don't mess with the goaltenders. Um, going into this playoffs, if you actually want a shot. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's gonna be a super exciting trade deadline for the Bruins necessarily. Um, I think there's a lot of teams that will be fun. To watch though, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, right now, sort of like the Penguins are are obvious. Like they're not in. I I believe they're like a game or two out. Like I think it's like the Capitals, Devils, Penguins, and the Metropolitan that are all like one point behind each other. Mm-hmm. So um, and I don't know how that's looking for the wild card, but. Mm-hmm. But like, I'd love to see what they do if like what 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 either of those teams, um, do. So I think that might be a little exciting to see there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Honestly, though, yeah, I don't think the Bruins. It's it, I don't. I think it, we don't have enough to really shop around. Yeah, yeah. I think the only things that I was kind of thinking about are, you know, yeah, you could shop around DeBrusque and, you know, see what you could get. You know, I think that maybe there's a scenario that you do trade DeBrusque and get a good defenseman. And then, you know, you see what someone like Lysel can do. Up yeah. The club. You know, I think like if they are going to trade DeBrusque and they don't bring in a forward, it's got to be like, okay, you got to play the kids now. Um, and I feel like I wouldn't be against that. Like I think that that makes a lot of sense. You know, I also think. You I know, think it's just tough though with, with Lys with tr- if, if we had seen Lysel come up to the big team already, mm-hmm. I think that's a totally different right. story. You know what I mean? Because that sucks. 100%, like, yeah, throw him in with the last, what is it, like 15 games or however many games there's left. Yeah. It's about and, 20, yeah. Yeah, 20 games. And, you know, maybe he lights it up, right? Like, maybe mm-hmm. he lights it up. But um, playoffs is a totally different game, too. Right. And, you know, DeBrusque is actually – he's really good in the first series of every playoff run. Yeah, like. yeah. He's always the best player in the first series. Funny how that happens, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's That's the only problem I have with that theory. Even though I – like, I'm mm-hmm. all for playing the kids. Like, you know that I've always been – I've been being – I've been just preaching it, like, let them play, let them yeah. play. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think – I think like I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were kind of talking about, well, they kind of need to make a decision about DeBrusque, whether they're going to trade him, you know, sell high, see if they could get something for him or re-sign him. You can't really hang on to him and then just let him walk. Like they have to do something. Um, So I'm very curious what they do with him. Um, I also think that there could be a chance that maybe they try to move a defenseman um and acquire another defenseman yeah see if they can get another defensive kind of shot blocking type because i think they've been trying to get uh forbert right for the last couple of weeks and it's not really worked 
and it's kind of like okay maybe see if you can get someone else in uh, yeah. and yeah, I also I, think Grizzlick's not played well this year either no so like no I'm not I'm not a Grizz hater I am a Forbert hater uh and think that he is a waste of a contract and I think he's making like three million a year or something like that which is a total overpayment for a guy whose like specialty is supposed to be penalty kills and shot blocking, like right. give him 1.5 and, and mm-hmm. make, and he'll be happy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, I don't think, I just don't think you get rid of Forbert's contract without, without giving something else up. Yeah, that's um, fair. Cause, but, but the point about the DeBrusque with, with his contract ending and seeing him walk, like, yeah, I think it's really, really tough to Debrusque has been a tough contract. Like Debrusque's career has just been a tough contract because it's at the point like the Bruins have never wanted to fully commit to him. Yeah. So they like halfway commit with these like four year contracts, these like sort of bridge contracts, mm-hmm. and he just will show some pro- like I don't know. Debrusque is just a really tricky situation, and he has been. And I'm not someone who is like sitting here being like DeBrusque sucks. I like DeBrusque. And I think that he, when he wants, when he wants to play, when, when he's on, he's so good and is a real difference maker. It's Mm -hmm. just, he's always been like the, he can be on for a couple games or maybe like he gets on a hot streak and then he just goes so cold, which is uh, really frustrating watch. And so I think that's why he hasn't, the Bruins haven't com- committed to him and it's left us in this situation where you're like, you know, now it's almost like he doesn't, I don't know how much money you would give DeBrusque right now. Like I, I don't think, how much is his contract right now? Do you know? Well, so he uh, is making 4 million this year and then is a free agent. So, or is going to be a free agent. So yeah, it's like, how much do you, yeah. how much do you pay him? How much do you commit to him? So yeah, I mean, they think I can't see more than four million. I don't think he's earned more. Yeah, yeah he's not. He's not a six million guy. Right. Like, the cap salary is supposed to go up a little bit, but yeah. and so and you're seeing like now top six guys are like around eight million ish, like seven right. to eight million ish. Yeah, and you wouldn't give him that. Absolutely not, not. giving him that for sure. And he's yeah. definitely not six. Like I, I don't think he's six. Um. You know, I'd probably keep him at four. I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to take any less than four. So, you know, and remind me what the cap situation is next year. We have a decent amount of money. It's, it's a decent there. amount this summer, yeah. Yeah. But kind of like if they re-sign him, I don't really know what else they can do. Like what more? Like what more wiggle room they have to improve the forward group. And so it's kind of just like, do you really like? Are you really going to count on him? Are you or are you going to be able to count on him long term? Because I think if you sign him, you know you still got to have to, you know, give give Swayman a new contract. You yeah. know, I think you're probably yeah. going to be looking to That's sign be defenseman. I would think so. It's like, you know, I kind of feel like I'd lean towards moving him, um, and just seeing what you can get. Um, I mean, I I definitely would too. I I think that. I think shopping him around is is the right move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think I'm just trying to think of like another guy. I'm trying to think of like another guy that's making four mil somewhere around there, where it's, which stays in the cap. That's going to be an mm-hmm. upgrade or at least the same. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and I think that they could, you know, swap him or they fold him into a larger trade or, you yeah. know, put him somewhere and, you know, they try to get a guy for, you know, a salary re retention or something um, that maybe yeah. they move him to Seattle for, uh, like, like Everly and they, you know, fold in someone else. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a – yeah, I th I think it's I think it's gonna be tricky. Like I I just think that yeah. unfortunately it's gonna be super tricky. Their hands are tied this this year. Um, mm -hmm. like you know, like Forbert and Grizz are not gonna get you anything. That's that's what I'm saying. And Grizz yeah. has famously been, I I feel like famously has taken some criticism in the playoffs as being like, just because he's small, but. Yeah. I, I think Matt Grizz, like, overall in his Bruins career, has been a solid defenseman for us. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, So I'm not, like, sitting here being, like, shop him around, right? Like, he's a guy that gets shopped around for sure. Um, But I don't think you're going to get a lot back for him. I don't think we're going to – my my problem is I don't think we're going to improve um the team through the trade deadline unless, like – you're go you'd have to go after a team that's looking to just dump contracts right out of the hunt right like i'm trying to think of mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of a team that is like has some value in it on the team but they're like dumping contracts and maybe like an ottawa senators yeah uh, i'm trying to think of like i mean Tarasenko hasn't been very good for them mm -hmm. older they're not going to give up their young guys like there's mm -hmm. no way they give up any of their young guys yeah, one um, of the teams that I think is interesting is is Anaheim is because mm. they traded with the Ducks several times. Yep, last couple of years, you know, Lindholm, uh, Nick Ritchie. Uh, just thinking about those different trades. Yeah, uh, you know, someone like Adam Henrique, I think, could be a potential. I mean, he again, like Everly, he's the guy that's making a good amount of money. So, you know, maybe they fold in the. Uh, like a like like a lower end prospect or like another pick or something like that to attach to DeBrusque. Yeah. Um, Grizzlick or someone like that. Um so is Ryan is Ryan Strom having a good year at all? I really don't watch a ton of West Coast hockey. I think he's in like the second year of like a five year contract. Oh shit. Yeah. So I wouldn't think that he'll Yeah. You know, I think like if the Bruins are looking to trade for anyone, it's probably a you know, pending, pending UFA. Yeah. That's, it's gotta be someone, but Adam Henrique, that's a, I like that. We've, we've also been in discussions about Adam Henrique. I feel like before, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's been a target in the past, mm -hmm. uh, obviously an older guy too. Right. So just another rental, but mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting team. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely think that, I mean, DeBrusque is not young by any means anymore. Like he's right. to 96 too, so he's, well, like 26, 27 years old. So right. old, in, old in hockey age. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no, I think Adam Henry could be could be an upgrade. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't think it's necessarily about, like, a huge upgrade. I think it's more just, like, a guy that you could bring in to see what you, to see what you could get. You know, and so that's why I think like they could look at bringing in a fourth line like energy type just to see if they could throw in something on the fourth line. Although, like, kind of like I love what, Beecher. 
Yeah. Uh, down there. I know he's down in Providence, but yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like our Yeah. I love Beecher. And I'm I think if you're going after like I think if you're gonna make a move with DeBrusque, it has to be someone that like can score a little bit, right? Like yeah. it has to be someone that brings yeah. in a little bit of scoring and and I was thinking along the lines like a different trade. You know, I think if you're trading DeBrusque, you are swapping him for another forward that can score or you're yeah. getting another defenseman. You know, I think if you're getting a energy guy, you're trading like a low-end prospect or like a late-round pick. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Do you have like anyone in mind you'd think energy guy that you're like, oh, that's someone I'm... There was a there were two names yesterday when I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Liam O'Brien from Arizona. Um and is he Rand- the guy with the really long hair? Like kind of yeah. no, that guy's a no that's a that guy's I mean, a it, it was a it was a name that I thought was interesting. I mean yeah. I kind of wasn't he's a, a fan. he's a psycho, right? Like he's the psycho with the long hair now. He's the guy going around fights a lot. Um yeah. They also mentioned um Brandon Duhame from Minnesota, who actually kind of like his game. Yeah, yeah, that's. Actually, I think that's like good. the more I thought about it, it was like I kind of like what their fourth line looks like right now. Like, that's right. yeah, the Boquist has been playing well. They brought in this this guy Brazo, who's played a couple games, and he's looked pretty good. And like you said, I also like Beecher, so it's like I don't really know if that needs to be an upgrade necessarily, um, but I think it's just names for them to look at but i think if they're going to look at anywhere personally i think i'd like for them to look defense you know if they that's if they're going to look at one spot i think that's kind of the spot that i would look at um because i feel like defensively they've not been great in front of the goalies and you know i think it's added some unnecessary stress on the goalies and so i feel like bringing another defenseman a big body guy can be physical and block shots like that's kind of what what my thought would be and you know with the forward group you know if you could find something for debrusque do it but you know i kind of kind of not really sure yeah no i i think that's a good i think that's a good point i'm i'm looking now just yeah like i, I think we always think offense at the deadline like everyone yes. always thinks offense you're probably right. A defenseman would be a little bit more valuable because mm-hmm. right now it's it's like having Forbert and Shattenkirk as your last pair is mm-hmm. going to be a liability in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and Lora and Lorai too. Like, yeah. I love him. I think he's awesome. Going to be a really fantastic player for the Bruins. Yeah. Again, like playoffs is a really different beast. He's mm-hmm. not, he's not the same player that like McAvoy. I, and this is what happens, I think, when you when you have like a player like McAvoy, who's like a top five defenseman in the NHL, yeah. and he hops in during playoffs and automatically makes an impact, and you can put him out there and trust him in situations. It kind of skews your view on like a young guy, and I think L- Low Rise like not the same, not the same player at all. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he could have some struggles in the playoffs, and having Shattenkirk and Forbert as sort of your your backups if things go yeah. wrong for him then i just i think it's a recipe for disaster right like yeah. i don't uh, know yeah i also think how long's um lindholm out for 
So that's interesting. You mentioned him. I was about to talk about him. Um, I think that he maybe he's back next week or okay. then I'm not really sure. But I think that, you know, a thing that I thought about the way that they've used Lindholm a lot this year, and he's played a lot of like kind of uh, defensive zone draws or like is yeah. on place for a lot of defensive zone draws. And they've kind of relied on him to do a lot. I think that bringing in another defenseman in a trade might make sense so that he can, they can lighten the load on him and lighten the load sure. on that boy. So he doesn't have to play 35 minutes in a playoff game. You know, I think yeah. that's kind of more when I think about, okay, might be better to add another defenseman. So you don't have to think about Forbert and Shattenkirk playing, you know, crazy amounts of minutes and you can feel good about, okay, you got McAvoy, Lindholm and Carlo you can feel a little bit more better about your depth than having, you know, forward Shattenkirk and Lowry, who you might have some concerns about. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And and I think Lindholm, too, you've seen a – I've seen a big difference in his game mm-hmm. from last year compared to this year, and it, it's just the overuse, right? Like yeah. he's – like you said, 30, 30, 30 plus minutes a game is a lot for, for him. And, like – Again, we have McAvoy, who's a top five defenseman in the league, which makes it so it's but Lindholm's not McAvoy. Right. And and so you see like there's definitely wear and tear on 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 him, not just physically. I just I think in his overall game, like this year, he struggled at points in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just because it's like like you said, defensive zone face-offs consistently, uh, a ton of minutes on the ice. It's like yeah. a guy like a lot. Yeah, and he's been asked to do a lot, and I and I'm not sitting here like saying he's played horrible, right? Thing, but there's definitely been points in the season where he struggled, and mm-hmm. you know, I think Carlos actually played really well this this yeah. season. I've always sort of been a little bit of a hater on Carlo, and this year I think he's, you know, he's really played well and mm-hmm. stepped up, and so um, that's been a positive of it, but. For sure, having some depth. I, I'm just trying to think, like, who are you thinking defenseman-wise? Um, um, so uh, Nick Sealer from Philly was, I kind, kind of think, one of the names that I was thinking about. Um, okay. Guy who's a big body and can block shots, kind of similar to um, a forward type. Um, but he's played really, really well. He also is not making a lot of money. He's, like, making league minimum. So it's like... It really wouldn't cost yeah. him to make that trade. But I think the downside is other teams might be looking at him as well because he's had a good season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's kind of just, it's not necessarily a player. It's more of a type, you know, someone that can be physical and can withstand playoff hockey and someone that you can feel comfortable, you know, playing on that third pair as kind of just a, you know, you're 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 comfortable with that person on the ice yeah so yeah no that's that's super fair i'm trying to look at some of the free agent defensemen that are out there right now mm-hmm. um like there's some guys there's some guys out there that i think could mm-hmm. fit to that role i was just looking at scott peronovich i played with his cousin but that kid's pretty nasty yeah with st louis yeah the old uh yeah he plays for st louis i was just looking at him he's gonna be a free agent next year Former uh, Baker winner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Riley's a free agent next year. I'm going to see him go 
well, I'm gonna see him at the Bruins game tonight. But yeah, I'm trying to look like I love Brendan Dillon. I think he's another guy, but oh, yeah, I, mean, like I don't think Winnipeg's gonna be shopping him. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think he he'll be uh shopped around. So uh, um be some names out there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at like I mean Justin Justin Schultz is definitely not that type. I actually probably wouldn't want him. Uh looking at like Alexander Carrier. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. Um he's two two point five mil, so again a little bit of ex- a little bit expensive for our taste. Mm-hmm. Um yes. yeah, no, no, I think I think there definitely could be some names out there. Yeah. I just don't know who we're gonna move for. Yeah, I don't know what to give up for that. Right? Yeah. Like I guess you could package Grizz and Forbert somehow. Yeah. I don't know if anyone would want to take on either of them yeah. after this season, but all right. Yeah. All right. Well, Sean, thanks for coming on. Uh, we're kind of up against it right now, but oh, gotcha. Uh, thanks for coming on, Sean. Great to talk hockey with you. And we'll, I'm sure we'll have, we'll have you on soon again. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was great. Great talking bees with you.